Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. We all know that the Pittsburgh area, Western Pennsylvania, has a very high percentage of people who are age 65 and older. Actually, about 17% roughly of the Allegheny County area is age 65 and older. And that population is expected to increase. There are a lot of amenities for folks to, who are nearing retirement age or at retirement age, there are a lot of opportunities for people to retire in place, as it's called. But there are also some challenges, including mobility, transportation, connectivity challenges that I think anybody who has an older relative or I better watch what I'm saying. I'm, I'm aging into that pretty <laughs> sooner than I would like to admit myself uh, has probably experienced. There is an initiative, however, to make neighborhoods more age-friendly, and that's what it's called. Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is an initiative that is reaching out into three neighborhoods in the Pittsburgh area with, I think, hopes of expanding into more. We're going to find out more about their plans and also how this came apart. How this came apart. Cassandra Masters is Assistant Director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. She's on the line with us right now. Uh, good morning, Cassandra. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here on this lovely Friday morning. Yeah, well, thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Tell us a little bit about, uh, well, first of all, let me. you have three communities that have just been announced as, I believe, sort of pilot communities for age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh. Which what three communities are those? That's right. Yep. We just recently launched a new initiative of ours. Um, We selected three neighborhoods across the county that we'll be working in for the next two years. Clareton in the Mon Valley, Coriopolis, um, a north north Mm -hmm. northwest suburb and the Hill District in the city. And how long has Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh been around? Yeah, so Age-Friendly, to back up a little bit, Age-Friendly is a designation that's given to communities globally, Mm -hmm. um, globally by the World Health Organization. In the States, it's given by AARP. We joined the Age-Friendly Network back in 2015. So we've actually been at this work um, since since 2015. Um, We've since then been dedicated to making our region more inclusive and respectful of every generation. Um, As you can imagine, Allegheny County is very, very big, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, So the Age-Friendly Neighborhoods Initiative, our newest initiative, is really an opportunity for us to really dig deeper in our three chosen neighborhoods um, over a long two-period process, um, two-year period process, so that we can um, kind of establish connections in those three communities and get to work. How do people find out more information about Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh uh, in particular, and then more information about 
age-friendly initiatives all over the world? Absolutely. Um, I recommend our, our website is agefriendlypgh.org, and we are at agefriendlypgh on all of our social media platforms. If you want to learn more about age-friendly communities globally, you can Google or go online mm-hmm. and search AARP Livable Communities, and they have a nice map where you can see all the nearby communities that are um, raising their hands as wanting to become an age-friendly community. What does define that term age-friendly for us? Maybe is is where we had better start. What does it mean to be an age-friendly community? Absolutely. As you can imagine, it means different things to different communities. In Allegheny County, um, we like to say that an age-friendly community is a good place to grow up and to grow old. The work that we do impacts older people, of course, but also impacts younger people. We will all one day be old, whatever old means to you. We will all be old one day. Um, So the work that we do impacts you at every stage in your life. We also really firmly believe in universal design. We know that something like a curb cut is really great for an 80-year-old who's using a walker. And it's also really great for a new mom pushing a stroller or me in my 20s trying to lug groceries home from the nearby Aldi with a cart. Um, So our work is, of course, about older adults, but it's also about really everyone in our communities. There there are a couple of different focus areas that I think age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh. And you are underneath a larger agency. What What is the larger agency that age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh is part of? Yeah, so we are an initiative of the Southwestern Pennsylvania Partnership for Aging. Mm-hmm. They work in southwestern Pennsylvania beyond just Allegheny mm-hmm. County, um, and they are our founders. So they kind of started this initiative way back when. Uh, we're talking with Cassandra Masters. She is Assistant Director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. They have three communities that they are going to be digging a little deeper with, Clareton, Coriopolis, and Pittsburgh's Hill District neighborhood. And there's actually going to be a kickoff event uh, later on this month. We're going to ask Cassandra about that in just a couple of minutes. If you'd like more information about what Age-Friendly Pittsburgh does and what its focus areas are, agefriendlypgh.org or agefriendlypgh on social media. There, there are kind of, I think, three areas that are kind of broad focus areas which are – Community development, environmental, environmental and sustainability, disability, and seniors and retirement. Let's let's go in order. Let's start with community development. What does age-friendly community development look like? Absolutely. So our work um, is really focused on both the physical environment. So thinking about sidewalks, our our homes, transportation, kind of all the physical things that let you get from point A to point B. Uh, we care about that a lot. And then we also care about the social environment. So when you think about community development, you you have to have both, right? You have to have, um, you could have the most beautiful senior center in the whole world, but if you don't have the connections to local older adults to get to that community center, um, then that physical environment isn't as effective as it could be. So when we think about community development, we're really encouraging people to, to dream big um, and ensure that people can age and thrive in place. We talk about about in the age-friendly world, aging in, aging in place and aging in community. That, of course, means being able to live in your home for as long as possible, but that also means going outside your home, right? Mm-hmm. How easy is it for you to get to the local farmer's market? How easy is it for you to call your doctor if you need something? What both physical and social infrastructure is in place for you to really thrive in your community? As, as you mentioned, you're in your 20s. I'm in my 40s. So one question, then this may be a dumb question or an obvious one is, how do you get feedback? How do you know what it is that older adults, specifically older residents of the Pittsburgh area, are looking for in in terms of what connections they need to, to their social environment? 
Yeah, great question. Um, our work is rooted in the, the needs and perspectives of older adults. And we also work with a lot of community partners and agencies that work directly with older adults as well. Um, so we, we've gone through various collaborative processes with residents to really sit and listen to what they're saying they want and need in their community. Again, me as a 20-year-old, I can, as a, in, someone in my 20s, I can imagine what a seven-year-old in the Hill District might want, but um, I want to ask them. I want to, I want to know what they think. So we've done a series of um, community workshops to kind of get in more information um, from, from different folks. We recently in 2021 did a community survey. We heard from over 1,600 adults age 45 and older in the county. And we asked questions like, how would you rate your technology skill level? Um, what kind of housing do you live in now? Do you rent? Do you own your home? How did you use technology during the pandemic? to really get a sense of kind of what the landscape looks like at large. All that information that we get from the community members, we use to guide our work. We're talking with Cassandra Masters from uh, H-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh, hfriendlypgh.org for more information. They are going to be uh, working closely with a couple of different communities, including Clareton, Coriopolis, and Pittsburgh's Hill District neighborhood to address issues there um, in, in, in those specific areas. But they've been around since 2015. What was some of the anecdotal feedback that you received. I mean, I, I think transportation is a key issue. As, as soon as you sort of get beyond the city of Pittsburgh limits, you, you you kind of start to hit the limit. And this is no offense to our friends at Port Authority, but you kind of start to hit the limits of our rapid transit network in, in the Pittsburgh area. That's right, right. Um, we really believe in offering as many options as possible to older adults and all of us. Um, so if someone wants to be able to bike to the grocery store, great. What do we need to do to, to make that happen and make that safe and accessible? Um, we've done a lot of work with pedestrians pedestrian and sidewalk safety. We know that a lot of folks who are living in senior high rises might live at really busy intersections um, where cars don't necessarily see pedestrians as being a user of that intersection, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we we think about that. We we work with we work with our local transit agencies. We work with Port Authority and Access very closely to support their work um, and really really just think beyond. Um, kind of what people assume people are using transportation for. It's easy to just think, oh, older adults are only going to a doctor's appointment. That's all they need. That's all they need for transit. That's obviously not the case. People you don't know the older their... adults I know. <laughs> no, yeah, right. they're going to the movies. People... They're going to social clubs. They're going to the hobby store. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's right. People people want to be able to just hop on the bus and go see their grandkid. They want to be able to get to the train station to travel across state to Philadelphia for a weekend. There are so many unique needs of older adults. Older adults, of course, are not a monolith. Mm -hmm. um, so we really just work to make sure that someone, um, regardless of their age, has as many options as possible to get around both within and outside of their community. If older adults are not a monolith, then the, the Pittsburgh area definitely is not. And I'm wondering if, if the needs change in an urban setting versus a suburban setting. So, you know, the, the Hill District or Clareton or um, the city of Pittsburgh in general versus a suburban area like a, a, a Churchill or a Munhall, 
and then out into sort of the more rural areas of the county, uh, Forward Township or, or Elizabeth Township. Um, do, you, do you hear different needs or are the needs more or less the same? Definitely. I, I would say there's there's definitely consistent needs regardless of kind of what neighborhood you live in. Things like digital access mm-hmm. um, or the need for digital, digital literacy training. That's kind of mm-hmm. a universal need across generations, not just older adults. Um, but when you think about transportation and walkability, that certainly changes the further away you get from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're really wanting to support the really unique needs of the different communities. And that's kind of why we chose such a diverse group of our age-friendly neighborhoods. The needs of Clareton are different than the needs from of the Hill District mm-hmm. and Coriopolis. Let's pause right there. We have a 30-second break to take. When we come back, I want to talk to you more about some of the other uh, uh, focus areas for age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh. And then a little bit later on here in the half hour, I want to talk specifically about what kind of work and partnerships you are building in these three communities of Clareton, Coriopolis, and the Hill District. Okay? Sounds great. Cassandra Masters is Assistant Director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. You can find out more information by going to agefriendlypgh.org. You can also find them on social media at agefriendlypgh. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Digital literacy and digital access in particular is something that we have addressed a couple of times on this program. We had State Representative Pam Snyder on to talk about that. We've had other. Once you get outside of the city of Pittsburgh, your, your options for, for instance, internet access are are more limited, and a lot of times the quality of that is limited. What, what feedback do you get from from older uh, Pittsburgh area residents about their access to the internet? Because it seems like everything now you have to do online. That's right, and particularly during the pandemic, during, mm-hmm. during the COVID pandemic, we saw just a spike in the need for for digital access. Um, in our community survey that I mentioned that we did in 2021, um, we got a lot of great feedback about how people, how older people were using technology during the pandemic. Um, I'll just number drop a little bit here. 68% of our respondents from our survey said that they had used technology online access for telehealth. So we know that telehealth is really critical. Um, about 40 to 45% had used Um, technology for religious services Mm -hmm. or going to community meetings. Um, And about half of our respondents had also ordered groceries online. So similar to what we were saying about transportation, the uses for digital digital access is so diverse depending on on the older adult, um, like all of us. Um, So we really want to make sure that people can access um, everything that they want to online and know how to use it and feel confident using technology in that way. Does that include... um... Um, is is age-friendly Greater Pittsburgh, is it best to describe it more as a facilitator and and navigator, or do you provide services directly? Absolutely. The the facilitator-navigator description Mm -hmm. is perfect. We work really closely with community partners that that provide that tech training. So one of our close partners um, is the Jewish Community Center's Mm -hmm. Virtual Senior Academy. They're really leaders in in the senior digital access space. We're talking with Cassandra Masters. She's Assistant Director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh. You can get more information at agefriendlypgh.org. You can also find them on your favorite social media platform. Uh, coming up in uh, just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about the specific partnerships that they are looking to build uh, here in the Mon Valley in the city of Clareton as well as in the city of Pittsburgh's Hill District neighborhood and Coriopolis Borough up in the Ohio Valley. But we're talking a little bit more generally about what kind of needs Age-Friendly Pittsburgh uh, has been able to uh, identify in our Pittsburgh area. As Cassandra mentioned, they've just surveyed 1,600 uh, older adults. That uh, makes me nervous when it's 45 and up is the is the older adult definition now, Cassandra. I mean, I'm, I've pushed right into that now. That makes me a little bit nervous. Um, There's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> it's, it's an opportunity. Isn't it exciting that we get to age and continue to age, right? Some days, <laughs> yes. And some days I, when I'm trying to wake up in the morning, not so much. Um, <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about – for a lot of us as our as we age, one big concern and, and we have all – I think every probably every person listening to this has experienced this in their own family. Um, someone who has, is suffering from uh, um, mental acuity problems as they get old, whether it is Alzheimer's, dementia uh, or some other uh, challenges um, as, as they get older. Uh, what sorts of resources is age-friendly Pittsburgh, uh, Greater Pittsburgh, looking to connect people to um, if, if they're suffering from dementia or related issues? Yeah, the leaders in this space is our really close partners, Dementia Friendly, Greater Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. They have done an immense amount of outreach and education around what dementia looks like, Mm -hmm. warning signs of dementia, and also really combating stereotypes about Mm -hmm. people living with dementia. Um, We we assume someone living with dementia is is um, it can't be independent or doesn't know what's going on. That's that's not always the case. Um, And Dementia Friendly, Greater Pittsburgh has done a lot of education around that. um, their their information can also be found on our website, agefriendlypgh.org. Um, they offer trainings. They're, they're collaborating with businesses to really raise awareness about um, interacting with folks living with dementia and their care partners. So they've just been a wonderful partner with us. A, a friend of mine who, who d- does not live in the Pittsburgh area but used to just posted something on his Twitter account just this week. Um, uh, he, he is collaborating with, with a friend of his on, on doing um, magazines about current events for people who are living with dementia. And it's, it's a way of simplifying, you know, what's going on in the world, but, you know, it, making it for someone who, who has cognitive disability to, to be able to, to understand what's going on around them uh, a little bit easier. It's a new project he's working on. What are other ways that we can make things, communities more friendly for someone who has a cognitive disability or dementia or some other age-related I'm so glad you asked that because think about that magazine. Who else might benefit from that magazine? I imagine a 10-year-old would probably find that beneficial, Mm -hmm. right? Really simple news about all the things happening in our crazy world. Um, So thinking about things that that really apply to everyone, we ask for patience. We ask for eye contact when you're talking to someone living with dementia. Um, We ask for accessible spaces, plenty of space for someone to, to take a breather outside or be able to get into the restaurant and not feel overwhelmed or overstimulated. All these things that are really beneficial for folks living with dementia and their care partners are also really beneficial for for a lot of other kinds of people. I was thinking for people Um, who are living with with autism, for instance, or uh, people who have attention deficit disorder or um, uh, living with my, I have migraines and, you know, to have less stimulation sometimes is exactly what I need. So yeah, there there are community-wide benefits, not only for, for older adults, it sounds like. 
Exactly. That um, earlier I mentioned that we're really strong proponents of universal design. I can't drive that home enough. Universal design is what will make our communities the most livable and safe and welcoming and accessible communities for people of all ages and all abilities. So it's not a zero sum. It's elevating everyone. It's 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 making things more accessible for everyone, not disadvantaging one group to advantage another. That's right. To switch gears, and we have another break coming up. The time goes very quickly. Uh, What we also know is that a lot of older folks want to keep working. Uh, I I know many people who are working into their 70s or or even 80s, um, sometimes in in very vigorous occupations. What sort of workforce development tools is Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh helping to research and connect people to? Yes. Yeah, so our um, our workforce development work group um, really has been talking a lot about what does an age-friendly employer look like, kind of what accommodations and what needs might an older employee want out of their employer. Um, we also think about um, flexible job options. So in that survey that we mentioned, we had about 65% of respondents said that they really did want to continue to work as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But in sort of the anecdotal evidence, people said, I'd love to work, but I really do need a flexible job. I want a good part-time job because I'm a caregiver for my husband, or I'm a grandparent and I'm on, I'm on childcare duty two days a week. I really want a flexible, responsive employer that understands my needs and that I might not fit the typical mold of a Monday through Friday, nine to five employee. We're talking with uh, Cassandra Masters. She's assistant director of Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. We have another 30-second break to take. When we come back, Cassandra, I want to talk about these three uh, communities in particular, Clarendon, Coriopolis, and Pittsburgh Hill District, in which Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is going to be digging a little bit deeper, finding local neighborhood partners, and directly addressing some issues that are in their communities, okay? All righty. Agefriendlypgh.org is the website. You can also find them on social media at agefriendlypgh. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Back for a final few minutes this morning with Cassandra Masters from Age Friendly Pittsburgh, agefriendlypgh.org. You've got a big event coming up at the Frick Environmental Center, which um, uh, is is not too far from the, the bridge uh, incident that uh, happened in Frick Park. Uh, so people maybe plan a little extra time if you're going. But it's going to be a fun event, and it's going to be kicking off the partnership that Age Friendly Pittsburgh, Greater Pittsburgh is doing with Clareton, Coriopolis, and Hill District. Talk a little bit about um, the event on April 30th and also talk about what are you hoping to – why these three communities, I guess, we'll start with. That's right. Yep. Great question. Um, we are just so thrilled to be announcing our newest initiative. Um, we put out an application in January um, and just within a month or two months, we had nearly 30 applications from 21 different neighborhoods of community leaders raising their hands saying, I want to improve my community and make it a better place to grow old. Um, so we selected these three neighborhoods, Coriopolis, Hill District, and Clareton. Clareton representing South of Pittsburgh, Mon Valley area. Um, and we're just so thrilled to be able to celebrate these neighborhoods and also all the neighborhoods that applied at our launch party. So the launch party is going to be, we're, we were calling it an event. Now we're calling it a party or an yeah. extravaganza. <laughs> I think I, and we're hoping to really make it that. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think I had seen that something like 20 or 30 different uh, neighborhoods applied to be a part of this. 
That's right. That's right. And we're really hoping to just celebrate the spirit of being a neighbor um, in, in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, our beloved Mr. Rogers. Sure. We really want to just celebrate that spirit of neighborliness and reaching out to people you wouldn't normally connect with. We see so much value in bringing these three neighborhoods together. There is so much to be learned from a Clareton resident talking to a Hill District resident, talking to a Coriopolis resident about what their neighborhood is like and what, what projects are working in their community. Um, for inspiration. So we're really excited to kind of just bring everyone together and celebrate all the hard work that our neighborhoods um, put in to apply to this initiative. What what sort of partners were you looking for? What made a good partner uh, for this initial uh, cohort of, of three different communities? We were really just looking for, um, we kept we kept asking our the folks who were reviewing the applications, what does their vision look like? What is the potential for this neighborhood? We didn't want to discount a neighborhood that may have had a slow start to the age-friendly work or hadn't done anything at all. We really wanted to, to uplift neighborhoods that had a bunch of ideas. So I remember um, the folks in Clareton that applied, they had this wonderful idea of having intergenerational gatherings and storytelling to talk about Clareton both in the past, but also in the present, and most importantly, the future. What does a Clareton in 2050 look like? Um, so they brought up that great idea, which we're, we were really excited about. Other people talked about community gardens. They talked about intergenerational tech tutoring, things like that, that we're just really excited to get off the ground. What sort of resources then will, will Age-Friendly Greater Pittsburgh bring to bear uh, to help these your community partners in Clareton or Coriopolis or, or the Hill District? So Age Friendly will be um, providing a lot of institutional support. We we have some best practices. We have resources that we can share with communities about replicable projects and kind of what makes what makes a successful community garden and what might not. Um, we also are providing each neighborhood ten thousand dollars at as seed funding to really get projects off the ground. Part of that is going to the ambassador to compensate them for all of their hard work over the next two years. Um, And then they're also joining together. So we really hope to convene the neighborhood leaders from each of these communities. Hopefully they'll be able to connect with one another. I imagine that these three communities wouldn't have had the opportunity to connect in this way um, if it weren't for this initiative. So we hope that we provide a lot of guidance and support, but we also Want, know that the community knows their community best, right? We can't tell Clareton what they need. They'll tell us what they need and we'll support them. Where is the, the funding for this? I'm assuming age-friendly Pittsburgh, Greater Pittsburgh is a, is a tax-exempt charity. So where is the funding coming for this? That's right. We are generously um, funded and supported by the Henry L. Hillman Foundation. They've been our anchor funder. We're also supported by the Jefferson Regional Foundation as well as the Heinz Foundation. We're we're coming close to the end of the the half hour, so uh, we are running out of time. If people want more information, agefriendlypgh.org. They can also find you on social media under agefriendlypgh. If someone is hearing this and they're in Swickley or Scott Township or Duquesne or or Versailles, wherever, and they're like, hey – I, I we would like to be involved in this. Is is, is there another application process coming up? How how would they uh, connect with you folks? 
Yeah, great question. So we're hoping to do the age-friendly neighborhoods process every two years. Okay. So I would recommend if someone's ready to hit the ground running yeah. now, go onto our website, sign up. Um, we have we have a newsletter that that we um, or a newsletter list that we use, um, and they can also reach out to us. My contact information is on that website. Um, they can reach out and see if there's ways to get involved before that next application cycle in two years. And, and if they are. Um listening to this and and even if they let's say like you said they want to hit the ground running or they just want to start examining their own community or their own neighborhood to see whether or not it's age friendly uh, what sorts of resources can age friendly greater pittsburgh offer them to to sort of do an audit basically of of their neighborhood or their community and say hey are we friendly with our older adults or not Absolutely. Yeah, we have a ton of resources that we're happy to share. We have toolkits. We have um, just our lived experiences and our knowledge of working in different communities. Um, so depending on what the, the idea or the activity is, certainly reach out to us and we'd, be, we'd love to brainstorm with you and dream big for your neighborhood. Uh, are people able to attend the – I know we're, we're sort of still in this the, the days of this COVID-19 pandemic, but are people able to attend the April 30th uh, event at the Frick Environmental Center? And if so, how would they do so? Please attend. It is an open invitation to all Allegheny County residents. And maybe even if you don't live in Allegheny County, you are welcome to come. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go on our website, agefriendlypgh.org. Scroll down just a little bit. You'll see something that says age-friendly neighborhoods. That will link you to our RSVP form. Um, Or you can also call. I know not everyone's online. Be an Um, age-friendly. So you can call. um, I'll give the number 412-533-1045. You can call that. That number and we can get you registered for the launch event. Age Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is working to help neighborhoods be more age friendly as Pittsburghers get older. They are deepening their connections in three specific neighborhoods, Clareton, Coriopolis, and Pittsburgh's Hill District, and they have that kickoff event coming up on April 30th. You can find more information at agefriendlypgh.org or call them at 412-533-1045. Cassandra Masters is the assistant director. She's been our guest this morning. Cassandra, thank you for taking a little bit of time to talk about this with us. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to talk about all of our work, and I hope to see everyone at the launch party on April 30th. And thank you all for listening this morning to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at tubecitytiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Thank you.